everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Actually, this is season three, episode six of the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Woo-hoo! Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Uh, my name is Brock. I'm the lead care and support pastor at Hope Fellowship, and I'm joined by Tara Wiedemeyer, licensed professional counselor. Hello, everyone. Hello, Tara. Thank you so much for joining us with your, Tara doesn't like when I brag about her brilliance, but I do enjoy her brilliance and her insight. It's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. So um, Tara, as a reminder, I'm sure you remember this, but we are in the middle of a season long theme here. And so we're talking about trying to gain the perspective of the person we live with our spouse. And so we're trying to understand how they see the world, walk in their shoes, whatever other metaphor, synonym, whatever thing you'd want to use is trying to gain their perspective. Is that is how you recall the season is supposed to be going? Yes. Helping um, all of us empathize with the other's perspective. Yes. Yeah. Because that seems to go a a really long way because as people feel that we are trying to gain their perspective, they feel uh, valued and they give us a little more grace, I think, on this journey thing. So, all right. So today, Tara, fun topic. We're talking about intimacy. We are. Yeah. And so uh, do you have like a basic kind of a definition that you would give us about intimacy and how we'd get started? So we're on the same page because intimacy seems like it can mean different things to different people, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I think, I don't think there's a, I mean, we could look at Webster's definition and get like a black and white uh, uh, definition there. But I do think it, it is depending on who you're talking about and the context, it, you know, it can differ a little bit, but generally speaking as a baseline, we're looking at like to allow yourself to be fully known and um, to fully know your partner without fear of rejection. And it looks a lot like vulnerability, really, if you're looking at it, but just kind of just jumping all in and saying like, here I am, warts and all, um, I want you to do the same thing and we're going to figure this out. So there's a lot of it is just really making sure that we're fully knowing what's going on in their world and kind of vice versa, past, present, future, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Okay. And so Tara has created a wonderful graphic. I helped a little bit. So I not much. It, it was a team effort. It was more of a Tara effort than a T. There's a T in there, but it was more Tara. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so Tara, we have uh, launched into something new here on the Mindful Marriage Podcast. We have an Instagram page. So That's right, folks. This graphic. Don't, don't all rush there and crush this, crash the system. Yeah, yeah don't <laughs> crash the system. And so uh, this graphic will be on the Instagram page so you can follow along. But Tara, yes. how in the world do people get to that Instagram page? Because I'm not even sure I can get to that Instagram page. Yes, so. all you have to do is go to Instagram okay. and um, just search Mindful Marriage Podcast, all lowercase, all together. It'll pop up. Um, and we're going to hopefully get some good content on there. Um, maybe sometimes like like the real deal stuff, like the serious stuff, and sometimes just fun stuff. We've got some really fun pictures of Brock I'll be posting. Oh, um, No big deal. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to put this graphic up there and then, and the, we might even go backwards a little bit to some of the stuff we've, we have from the past that we didn't post. And so hopefully a lot of it will be easy to follow, but, um, all good content nonetheless. And so, yeah, just search mindful marriage podcast. It'll be in there. And if you're looking for this specific one again, um, season three, episode six on intimacy. Awesome. And so, yeah, if you might want to hit pause or something, if you're listening and go find this graphic, it'll help. But 
So what we've done is we've kind of taken intimacy and realizing that people, um, there's not just one kind of definition of intimacy. So there's four categories that we've uh, decided that kind of fit intimacy. And those four categories are vulnerability, passion, commitment, and communication. And so some examples, I'll give the first one here under vulnerability is looking at intimacy. If a person feels trust, safety, they feel like they're known, it's kind of a non-judgmental environment, they feel compassion from the other person, then they feel in that case, in that category of vulnerability, they feel intimacy if those things are present. So Tara, would you like to tackle passion? Sure. <laughs> um, so under passion, we have um, feeling desired, feeling pursued, feeling respected, cared for, safety. And then that one, I mean, that can be, you know, to a lot of people that might mean something different, especially depending on your story and if trauma is or has been there, that kind of thing. And then physical touch. So um, if you can, you know, I guess, check those things, then if we're looking at like the gauge on like the passion meter, hopefully it's on the more full end of things. Yeah. Um, and so, and these, you know, this is just in what we've seen in our experience, what's come into our offices and what we know about these subjects. And so if y'all want to add your own, um, please feel free to do that. You know, and as you're listening, like, don't worry about, you know, again, memorizing all of these because you can go and get it off um, our Instagram page. It's all going to be there. But like, just for the sake of today's talk, uh, talk. This is these are the areas that we're going to kind of be like moving in and out of. Yeah, and so so, so, so Tara, if we're, if we're being hip, can we just call it? Hey, head on over to the gram. <laughs> can we just say oh, that? Uh, you can. You can okay. do that. Okay. All right. So that's not very hip. And so and or uh, IG, if you're feeling super like ooh, handy, yeah. you can do all right. Um, and so one of the things under passion is interesting. We had a discussion when we mentioned physical touch. That would be. Uh, non-sexual touch and sexual touch might fit underneath that category. So if you, some people's minds might go to a certain spot. The third category we had was commitment. And the categories under there are loyalty, trust, a kind of a rapport that you feel kind of like a like uh, your friends, uh, acceptance and valued. And so that was kind of the commitment category. And the last one is kind of a kind of a major deal. I call it a straw that stirs the drink category here, and that is communication. Because the you got to have the main thing that kind of brings it all together. And communication—that's what I mean by straw that stirs the drink. For those of you that can't see or don't see, because this isn't video isn't available anywhere, Tara is looking at me like I'm an idiot. So, Tara, explain communication for us on okay. the straw that stirs their drink category. So wait, before we go to communication, did you say valued under commitment? Yes, I did. I didn't, oh, that's why I was giving you the look because I was oh, like, it's not a right. straw stirs. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah, sorry. Go. So under communication, um, feeling and being heard, um, non-judgmental, uh, active listening, empathy, and validation. Yeah, so those, so we're, our theory is that if those four main categories and kind of the things that describe them underneath are in place, then there's real solid intimacy uh, going in a relationship. Um, and so, so Tara, one of the things, so let's go to communication real quick. So one of the things I think that's helpful is some of these words can, can seem a little ethereal, like they're just kind of out there. Like when we say, oh, trust, safety, like it might, might mean different things to different people. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that's really helpful, I think, is if we can give concrete, practical examples of what these things mean to us, 
So that way our partner knows where to kind of aim for, and we can really express what we mean when we say that. And so, um, so under communication, like if you were to go to Daniel and say, Daniel, here's how uh, that need would be met. So I could feel close, intimate with you. Could you, is that a bad question? Could you give us a practical example of what that yeah. might look like? Sure. Um, so yeah. And before I do that though, I'm a, I'm a very visual person and I, you know, I think in imagery a lot. And so the kind of the, the theme for this episode for me has been a salad. And what I mean by that is kind of like, you know, if, if the, the meal or the, the thing we're talking about is a salad, which is, so it's like an intimacy salad, you know, the, hopefully the most primary part of someone's salad is like the lettuce because, you know, you otherwise you're just, I don't even know if that would be without it. It's just a bunch of stuff thrown together, right? Yeah, but adding it, the lettuce makes it a salad. And as a pastor, I use that term a lot because I always say, let us pray. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Just moving on. <laughs> so we've got this intimacy salad, right? And so as far as like the toppings go, um, you've got your vulnerability, passion, commitment, and communication. And so if that's your like favorite kind of salad and what you what you would describe as your perfect salad, if one of those things is missing, then it might still be pretty good tasting and it might at least hold you over till the next meal, but it's not going to be what you're craving or it's not necessarily going to fill you up or have all the like the, the nutrients that you want or need. So going with that image, if we're going to like kind of break down communication, um, if all these other areas are kind of rocking along and doing pretty well and, um, and that doesn't mean everything's going to be at 100%, 100% of the time either, you know, but if the communication is missing, to me, that is vital um, for an ingredient, maybe as like vital as the, the, the lettuce itself, I'm not sure, just because yeah. I think communication is so foundational to everything. Like, can we say right now, let us talk about communication. Uh, Dear goodness. Yes, we can. <laughs> Let us talk about communication. Okay. Beautiful. Awesome. beautiful. Okay. So if for, you know, if I'm looking at my marriage, I'm looking at the, you know, just overall or day-to-day -day stuff. And I'm not feeling like we are in sync and doing well in the communication department or ingredient, um, depending on what that looks like is going to depend on, you know, that determines how I how I would even approach it, what I would even say, you know, but just so like the first thing that pops into my mind as far as like an area where like this has come up a lot or maybe there's been a pattern to it. Um, my husband is a fixer. That's his personality. And that's great sometimes, but sometimes people especially don't want to feel like they're, you know, they're being fixed or they need to be fixed. And so if I go to him and I'm stressed out about something or I want to vent about something or I, you know, I'm externally processing something, whatever that is, but, you know, there's not a lot of room for me to, if I don't feel like he's holding space for that and just like really listening and just kind of like, you know, what we have on this chart is feeling heard, not being judged. Um, your partner having like active listening and empathy and validating you. If some of those things aren't going to be there, then I'm not going to feel like I can like really open up. Maybe, maybe even safety might be a component there, but I'm not going to necessarily feel like 
like he's hearing me or maybe even what I'm saying it like it actually matters or he finds it just as important as I do. And so, but what in the past, sometimes what has happened is like, I'll say something and before I can say anything else, or we just sit with that, he's telling me like, Hey, I think you need to do this or here's how you fix that. Or here's what you need to do. You know, that kind of thing. When I didn't ask, um, and there, and it's not, it's coming from a place of like love and wanting to help me. And so it, we, we also have to look at like where this is coming from and not get hopefully defensive and shut down or block them out or that kind of thing. Um, but because thankfully I know that's part of his personality and he doesn't want to see me hurting or frustrated or whatever the thing is, that's why he's doing it. But at the end of the day, he can't fix something for me. You know, that's, that's up to me to fix it. And so if I go to him and I say, Hey, you know, the other day when we were talking about X, Y, Z, um, I feel like you weren't really listening. I feel like you were kind of critiquing me. Maybe you weren't, but that's my perception. And you just kind of kept coming up with all of these you know, ways to fix it or fix me maybe even. And I just want to let you know, like, I felt, you know, unheard. I felt criticized when you did that. And I just want to put that on your radar. Sometimes I just want you to sit there. You don't have to have anything to say. Um, sometimes, Because I really believe sometimes there's not anything to say. And just being there and holding that space with somebody and just, like, showing up is enough. You and, know. To, and to me, that's a beautiful example of kind of what this whole season is about is gaining perspective. And so like I've just gained perspective on you and like knowing that when communication happens, I'm trying to get in your shoes that, man, the best thing I can do is just to be an active listener for you. And that's going to make you feel valued and cared for. And so that's kind of what we're after here is those gaining the perspective of the other person, because my perspective might be if I can give you or give my wife advice that I'm really caring for them. And so we're just kind of missing like two ships passing in the night. So we're trying to learn what that they need, you know, and, and yeah. when I think about communication in our relationship, those times when I feel like my wife just really just yeah. listens and lets me kind of vent and get everything out, just kind of empathizes with me and doesn't try to fix just says, man, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I feel very bad. Like, man, this person really cares for me because I could kind of even be, be a little upset or kind of my tone might be up a little bit and they just listened and therefore I feel really loved. And so that's kind of what we're talking about is like, you know, trying to gain the perspective of the other person and how they best can find intimacy. And then also uh, giving concrete examples of this. But as Tara and I were talking before, I think one of the things that we really would love for everyone to do with this list and for me to do with this list and for Tara to do with this list is to kind of look at it and do what a lot of these episodes are all about, which is drawing the circle around ourselves, staying in our lane, looking at and asking ourselves the question, uh, am I creating an environment of intimacy for my spouse based upon this list? Not looking at it first of all and asking, are they creating this environment for me? But the first thing we're doing, how am I doing in creating that environment for my spouse to feel intimate with me. And so I think that's a good, good place to start. Tara, would you agree with that assessment? No, totally. And even as I was, you know, saying that about like the example of Daniel on the flip side of that, I need to reflect on my own self here with his stuff, you know? And so those, just, 
these apply to me, but they apply to him as well. And so if I'm asking for him to just show up and maybe sometimes listen or not fix things or try to fix me or whatever the thing is, I need to be aware of that too and extend that to him as well. And so this is, this is for all of us on both sides. And yeah, there's sometimes where we need to have a conversation of like, Hey, I feel like you didn't really hear what I said kind of thing, you know, or you missed the boat on that or whatever. But there's sometimes where we might need to go to them and say like, Hey, I feel like I've not been a really good listener. Or I like, I realized like I interrupted you a lot and I wasn't letting you um, just say whatever and just sit there and be okay with it. And, you know, and that even moves into like the vulnerability piece where we have compassion and that's to suffer with. And so if I can sit there as much as it stinks to hear him say like, he's upset or hurt by something that happened. And even if I think I've got this great killer advice, like unless he asks or that comes up organically and we have like, he's given me the permission to like even kind of speak that. Um, sometimes it's okay to hold off on that for a little while, you know? And that like, if I can communicate well with him and him with me, then like that's gonna create, all of these bleed together. I think when we're doing them well and they overlap and so, then I'm like, that's like compassionate communication, which is going to bleed into other areas. But yeah, I think asking ourselves, like if we're creating an environment of intimacy with our spouse is a really good first I guess, step in making sure we're staying in our own lane, hopefully doing these things for them. And then if we see an area where like, we're not, maybe we need to go to them and even communicate that or apologize or just modify our behavior but if we see an area where they're not doing that and on our, like towards us, I think that's a second part where sometimes it's okay to like, for sure go to them and talk about that, but we have to be careful how we do that because that's gonna get into, that could go south really quickly, you yeah, know? I agree. So. One of the things I know, Tara will probably be upset about this, but I'm a big Star Wars fan and I love the Mandalorian. And like one of the things the Mandalorians say, this is the way. And the more and more I think about marriage, like kind of that idea of like looking at this and am I creating a, a path for intimacy in my relationship? This is the way, like kind of starting at they need to do better. That seems to always backfire on us, but starting with me and saying, what can I do to create a better atmosphere? And, and Tara always likes to mention, I appreciate it. She talks about the advanced track. And so if, if your marriage is in a good spot and you want the advanced track, one thing you might do is even ask, show your spouse this list and say, hey, what are some areas I can do better? What are some concrete ways I can do a little bit better at that? Uh, but Tara and I talked about before, if you're not ready for the advanced track, but you do want to share your needs with your spouse. Sometimes that's a very delicate situation because sometimes we don't communicate very well or it might really cause some hurt feelings. And so I had a suggestion. So I'm contributing something to this podcast, which is nice for the first time. This is great. So I was thinking it might be a good idea to, to even have this list and go through individually. Like I would go through, my wife would go through and we would write down some practical or some concrete examples for each of these things. Like what is a practical example of what trust would look like for me under the vulnerability category? What was a practical example of what feeling respected might look like under the passion category and write down some concrete examples. We'd each do that list and then we could exchange that list with one another. It's kind of a, a non-threatening way to say, here's some needs I have at the same time we're learning about what's going on inside of the uh, world of the other person and kind of learning what their needs are. And so that was, that was my idea to kind of 
express our needs, but also really to hear the needs of the other person. And so, um, Tara, have at it. If that's a really bad idea, what would you what would you think about? I think it's awesome, and I think too, like it. You like using you and Alicia. Like, if you're looking at the commitment section of things, the examples you write down and the examples she writes down could look completely different. Yeah. You know, and so I think it's even important because we all, you know, process and um, get our needs met in different ways. Right. And even if it's the same need being met, it's okay to take a different route to get there. And I think it's cool for, for us to see like, oh, like I didn't even think like that was a big deal or like I didn't give it two thoughts, but to them, when you look at it, you're like, man, they really felt, you know, accepted or valued or desired or whatever the thing is there. Um, and so hopefully that puts it on our radar so we can keep doing that um, going forward and same for them too. So, I mean, yeah. and I think it doesn't we matter if we're going down different roads. If we get to the same field, like that's, that's our goal. Yeah. And I think the goal still is not like, Hey, I gave you that list. You should be doing those things. The goal is still right. staying in your lane saying, what can I do to make them feel more intimate and loved and valued in our relationship? That's still the goal. So we're not keeping score. Like, Hey, I gave you my list and I feel like I'm doing a lot of stuff. Cause sometimes yeah. it feels like Alicia and I've gotten to some little fights before where I put, well, I'm doing this. And then she'll say, well, I've done this and this and this. I'm like, Oh, I guess I wasn't even aware of that. So she is trying to. And so that can be, frustrating and so we're not keeping score we're just saying man what can I do to create this atmosphere of intimacy with my spouse and then mm -hmm. obviously as the communication improves we can start to share even more needs about this but I think this is really important because like you said I think it's just two people on different paths and we can really have different ideas of what intimacy is and we might be thinking we're expressing intimacy and we might not be at all but I think as people feel more intimately connected then it seems like everything else kind of comes into play and so this is a big deal i think this is a great one and tara this list you've created here with my few example as, that i got on there as well just it's fantastic i mean this is you could you could make money off this list this is a big time list right here so well i'll just, I'll just stick to my day job for now just stick to your day job for now so all right so um that is it we have concluded episode six of seasons season three with the intimacy topic and so um, uh, episode seven is going to be fun because we're going to talk about chores and that's, that's always a fun thing or doing things around the house. So that could be, that could be a fun topic. So Tara, thank you for everything and for helping us. And I know a lot of people have mentioned to me that this helps them kind of, um, get some bearing, get some perspective. And so thank you for, for allowing us to pick your brain and to steal your lists from you to go out into the world. Thank you. And thank you for your, your one contribution to this episode. It is greatly appreciated. And that is the truth <laughs> right there. All right. Hopefully you'll be very mindful about your marriage and your intimacy and moving forward. And thank you guys for your time and, and uh, keep. Don't uh, forget to check out, uh, check us out on the gram. Yeah. Check us out on the gram or the IG. <laughs> so thanks guys. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks, Tara. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Learn more about the marriage ministry at Hope by visiting hopefellowship.net slash marriage.